Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's film, today's episode is going to be about the season five of Cobra Kai, which dropped on Netflix, I think, last week. Um, for those of you who have not been keeping up with the show Cobra Kai, uh, this is a spinoff series which takes place 30 years after the events of the uh, original uh, the original Karate Kid that came out in the 80s and things like that. But you have all, this is its fifth season. It's amazing how this film started on YouTube Red and because of the clamoring for it, it got moved. Netflix bought it and kept kept it going. And things like that. But at the end of season four, at the end of season four, it was revealed that uh, that Cobra Kai had, um, for those of y'all who have not seen the series or who are not caught up, I have done a review for Cobra Kai episodes one through four, or not episodes, seasons, because uh, Netflix releases the entire series rather than just a weekly episode, but I've already done an episode for Cobra Kai's uh, seasons one through four, uh, so if you have not listened to those, I would go back and I would go back and listen to those episodes, or if you have not seen the episodes, go back and you know watch Cobra Kai, they're all on Netflix, so do whatever you gotta do, because I will be talking about spoilers in this episode, so um so, uh, there's your spoiler warning, because I think with series, especially the series that drop on Netflix, because Netflix drops the entire series rather than just an episode per week, you can go into spoilers because the entire thing is there. Right? Like, I don't do that with She-Hulk, and I didn't do that with none of the Marvel stuff, because they're episodic. They're a weekly, uh, they're a weekly show, just like a sitcom, and from there, you kind of go with the nature of the beast and things like that so because the entire season five one through five is now on netflix i will be going into spoiler territory for cobra kai season five so at the end of season four it is revealed that terry silver has manipulated the all valley tournament into giving them a win to shut down daniel larusso and johnny lawrence's uh dojo so they can no longer practice uh or no longer teach kids self-defense and things like that so Terry Silver not only sabotages the tournament, not only frames John Kreese for uh, aggravated assault and attempted murder on a fellow competitor, but he's completely wiped away the basics of what you know Cobra, of what Cobra Kai was intended for. He was a big picture guy, and in order for him to see the big picture, he needed to get rid of not only uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Russo, but also John Kreese. So, and then we also, it's also revealed that Miguel, uh, our, our troubled hero from season four, uh, is going back to Mexico to kind of find out more about his father and things like that. And that's where we pick up in season, in episode one of season five, where Robbie and Johnny, Robbie is the son of Johnny Lawrence, uh, is, they're trying to rekindle their father-son relationship and things like that but instead of just outright telling him the truth 
Johnny says they're going to do a, uh, a father-son bond for the summer. And, inst and instead of actually doing the bond, they're actually going down to Mexico to find Miguel. And while Johnny and Robbie are in Mexico, uh, um, while that's happening, Daniel has sought out his old nemesis chosen from uh, the second Karate Kid film which came out also in the 80s and he is also a student of Miyagi-Do and things like that and also and also is well aware has a relationship with Mr. Miyagi and things like that with Chosen's help they're going to try to do anything and everything they can to shut down Cobra Kai so all of that is happening and things like that. All that is happening, things like that. And the best way that they can get chosen in the Cobra Kai is if he if he poses as a sensei because Cobra Kai is looking to expand rather than just be in the valley in California and things like that. So that's how that's pretty much the premise of episode one and from there you got Johnny and Robbie trying to save Miguel from uh, trouble in Mexico because according to Carmen, Miguel's mother, Miguel's father doesn't know about him and is, a, well, is not that great of a person and things like that. I, I honestly felt that this story arc about Miguel looking for his dad, it lasts about maybe two episodes. It's only episodes one and two about him finding his dad. Not that this is going to be like a huge character moment for Miguel and it didn't really do anything like when we get to episode two Miguel you know finds out his dad and you know when you first meet the dad character he's this suave sophisticated businessman you know he kind of looks like a retired soccer player and things like that or a retired businessman but then you slowly start to peel back the layers and yeah this man is a very very devious businessman does a lot of shady business and things like that, and then it finally dawns on Miguel that, you know, his mom is right. There's nothing for you here in Mexico. And then there's a there's a there's a tender moment when in episode two when Miguel is on the phone with his mom and he's crying because, you know, he's he he, he finally realizes what a scumbag his dad is and the fact that he didn't want nothing to do with him to begin with. That uh Miguel kind of Miguel kind of, he breaks down, he's on the phone with his mom, and then it just so happens that Johnny pulls up, and it's this tender moment, but then when Miguel looks past, you know, while they're hugging, he looks over Johnny's shoulder, he sees Robbie get out of the car, and it's like, wait a minute, why are you here, and things like that, and you can see there's a lot of built-up anger and animosity between Robbie and Miguel, because, you know, Robbie was the one that almost paralyzed Miguel in season two, and then uh, Miguel has been the one that's kind of been sticking it to Robbie for most of the time and things like that. But I think one of the most fully developed characters in season five is Robbie. He's come a long way since uh, since season two. He really was introduced in season two as a character, as an unknown quantity. He's revealed to be Johnny Lawrence's son, but at the same time, they slowly but surely were giving him a little bit of an arc. And I thought by the time we got to five, it had kind of come. It had kind of come full circle. You know, he had been on both sides. 
he trained with LaRusso, he trained at Cobra Kai, he tried to be his dad's pupil, and, you know, he soon realizes that rather than being a pupil, then rather than having Johnny Lawrence as his sensei, it's better to have him as a father than nothing at all. And at this time also, Johnny is also still dating Miguel's mother, Carmen. And then in episode three, it's revealed that, um, episode three is, is a lot of reveals come out. Um, uh, it's revealed that I think Carmen is concerned that she might be pregnant. Johnny goes into a full panic mode because he kind of messed up Robbie's childhood. But, you know, I think believing in himself and his new lease on life and the fact that he is Carmen and everything like that, that, you know, he's going to, you know, he can, he can, it's time for, it, it, it's, he's so, he deserves a second chance and things like that. But at the same time, you know, the, they didn't really tell, uh, they didn't really tell, um, you know, Miguel or Robbie about it. And that kind of boils over by the time we get to, we'll get to this episode, this, this moment in the series where Miguel and Robbie have their hash out, but we'll get there and we'll go from there. But also in episode three, they bring back another character. Like throughout, throughout the entire series of, of, uh, of Cobra Kai, they've introduced characters that we were long forgotten. I think in season one, they brought back John Kreese. In season two, they brought back some of the original Cobra Kai guys. In season three, they brought back Terry Silver. Uh, in season four, uh, yep, season three and four, they brought back, no, season four, they brought back Terry Silver. And season five, uh, season five, they brought back Matt Barnes. And Matt Barnes, who was the, not the bully, but he was the, the guy who was paid and hired to take down Danielson in The Karate Kid Part 3. Um, it was kind of cool to see his character arc kind of come full circle. You know, he, he's the only, he's the kind of the only one from the original series that didn't, didn't really, uh, that changed drastically. Everybody else kind of stayed the same, like Kreese, Silver, and everybody else. But this moment in 5, when they meet Matt Barnes in Episode 3, you know, he's kind of changed, you know, he got his, he got his life together, he got his, you know, he got a wife, he got a kids and everything like that, he's got all this going on, and, you know, you think, because how they teased it in the trailer, that he's going to go back with Cobra Kai and go back after Daniel, but then, he doesn't, he's just a nice guy, you know, it's like, hey, I don't, you know, I don't do that anymore, you know, I've matured and things like that, and Daniel kind of, it, it, Daniel and Chosen kind of get the idea that, you know, maybe he's up to something, but he's really not. You know, Matt Barnes is a nice guy, but then once, once Terry Silver and Cobra Kai get wind of it, you know, they go and start fucking with Matt Barnes, and unfortunately, Matt Barnes, his uh, furniture store gets burned to the ground, which is so depressing on how they did that and everything like that, and uh, the name of the episode is Playing With Fire, and Daniel starts to realize that Terry's onto him. You know, he's like, he figures out who chosen really is finds out about Matt Barnes and all this other stuff and uh, 
and it really kind of goes from there and um, and that's when the series kind of picks up like now now Silver is slowly and surely becoming this maniacal overlord type character and Daniel's kind of like left hopeless because now he's running out of options you can't let Cobra Kai run, run everything because it'll ruin it'll ruin the valley with all these kids just you know not learning self defense but learning how to hurt people and things like that so uh, episode 4 picks up where I think episode 4 episode 4 picks up on that on that note the fact that Silver is slowly manipulating and turning people against Daniel he got there's a water park scene where a lot of the kids are at the water park and things like that and Tori's character, who's the 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 lead the lead female character from Cobra Kai, when she learn when she figures out that her win over Sam at the All Valley was fixed, it really kind of benefits. It really shakes her to her core. Like her character is shattered. You know, she's stuck in between this. Like, is she good, or you know, is she not? You know, is she, could she really beat Sam without? the paid referee and things like that and it really it really shows in episode four you really start to see this turn because she's struggling with the idea that that she doesn't really deserve it and then there's a scene where they're racing uh on the water slides and the same thing happens and the same thing happens you know when tori and hawk are in the middle of this race down the water slide on tubes like, you know, those little tubes that they have in the water park. Um, Hawk's tube deflates on the way down, so he's slower. And, you know, Tori kind of picks up on it, but Tori's like, that's, that ain't right. You know, so Tori's, Tori's character is really also fully developed by the time we get to F, uh, season five. Because she was a girl who just wanted a chance. Rather than just being the bad girl of the group, you know, she's kind of had this rough upbringing and things like that. So when something finally goes her way in season four and then she realizes at the very end and at the beginning of season one that it, it wasn't it was manipulated, it really shakes her core. And you know, it really kinda causes her to self doubt, like, am I really good or is everything just being handed to me? And she struggles with that throughout the entire series and even like towards the end of the series, at the end of the season when she confronts Sam about it she still struggles with it, and it's unfortunate. And then at the same time, she she breaks up with Robbie because they were dating in season four and things like that. And that really kind of that also kind of shook her because it's slowly she's slowly realizing that Cobra Kai is starting to manipulate because now she kind of pushed away the only guy that ever cared about her. She's starting to self doubt herself, even though she is as good as she thinks she is and things like that and it slowly peels away at her and then and then what a lot of people didn't know is that she's kind of been the one giving information to John Kreese because Kreese was probably the only one who really believed in her she's been his uh, granddaughter visit at while well, he's been in prison and he's slowly thinking that he's gonna get out John Kreese uh, and you know he's John Kreese also has like a character moment in episode 5 um, 
Episode 5 is when you first realize that Tori is going to prison to visit John Cruz. She's posing as his granddaughter and things like that. But it's, it's, and when we meet Cruz, he's, you can tell he's manipulating the the guidance counselor there to kind of get out early. But she kind of sees right through it. He goes, unless you're honest with yourself, you're not, you're going to be here for a while. And there's these great moments where he's dealing with so much stuff from the past. And in season two, we got a great character arc from John Cruz. Because we never really got a full background from Cruz in the original Karate Kid movies. The series, however, did give him that. Season two, you get the flashbacks of Vietnam. Season five, you get more of it. You get the first time he meets... Uh, Terry Silver and you know you get all of this other stuff going on and he kind of reveals the master plan uh, to Tori well not to Tori but like he's slowly giving her what to do don't doubt yourself keep doing this once I get out of here we'll take down Cobra Kai together so he has a plan but not only that but not only that he's also coming to terms with all the failures and all of the people he's let down in his life at the same time and he finally does that and uh he's up for he's up for parole but just not as quickly as he wanted to be and then once he figures that out like he goes i'm not going to get out of here anytime soon he tells tori you serve me no purpose because if i don't get out at this specific time we're not going to have a chance so he lets down tori and now tori feels like she's all alone and things like that and then randomly in episode i think it's either six or seven Daniel and and Johnny have to go and visit Crease. And when they visit Crease, they get down to the master plan that Terry Silver has. For He's not only thinking about having Cobra Kai take over the entire valley, but he's entering a tournament that is global. The best uh, karate and kung fu masters in the world are going to compete in this tournament. That's what he wanted to do and things like that and all that is going on once they figure out the plan it it comes to fruition that they have to reassemble Miyagi-Do and they have to reassemble Miyagi-Do and prove to the world that Terry Silver Terry Silver is nothing more than a shady businessman and manipulates and influences people along the way their diamond in the rough is Tory. Tori is so torn at this point that she doesn't understand that this how this is going to work. All that all now while that's going on, this animosity between Robbie and and Miguel boils over. I think it's episode 7 or 8. Johnny throughout mid-season, in the middle of the season, Johnny is trying to get them to kind of coexist. Robbie is his son. John, uh, Miguel is pretty much his stepson because he is dating Miguel's mother and they haven't told him the news that Carmen is, is pregnant and things like that but you know he tries all these things to kind of get them to work out and it never works they always kind of run out to each other they always walk away it's like Miguel don't want to talk to Robbie Robbie don't want to talk to Miguel so that one day they're outside of the apartment that Johnny's living in and um he tries to sit them down at a dinner and he tries to do have them do an escape room and things like that. And when all that doesn't work, I think it's 
episode seven or eight, he says, "You know what? You got if you guys don't want to talk, just fight them." And you know, no points, no rules, just a good old-fashioned fight. Get this out of your system, and things like that. And this scene right here. Now there there were a couple of fight scenes throughout the season, but this fight scene right here between Robbie and Miguel, where it's out in the, you know, it's like the old, you know, let's go out back and we'll, you know, we'll throw down, you know what I mean? These guys are in the lobby of this apartment complex and all of a sudden, and this fight gets physical and they go up and down the stairs, they throw on each other, there's blood, there's bruise and everything like that. And then right at the end of that fight, there's a moment when Robbie's on the balcony and he looks in that position that Miguel was in at the end of season two when Robbie kicks him and he goes over the balcony and, you know, crushes his vertebrae and things like that. It looks like Robbie's going to do this. It looks like Miguel's about to do the same thing to Robbie, but Miguel holds back. Miguel holds back and everything like that. And then it's in that moment when Robbie and Miguel have that hash it out. Like, why did you hold back? Because I wanted to prove that I wasn't just, I wanted to prove that I was more than just a wimpy kid. And then Robbie's excuse was, I had to prove that I wasn't just Johnny Lawrence's son. I'm my own person and things like that. And it's a real good moment between the two characters. And then Johnny, Johnny is so excited that he lets it slip that him and Carmen are about to have a baby. And Miguel and, and Robbie are like, whoa, that's cool. And then they all have this, it's this cool family moment, you know, and all three of the guys hug and, and things like that. So it was really, really interesting to see that. It was really kind of cool to see that. And then, then, you know, so because of the, because Miyagi-Do is slowly getting back together, Chosen has the teenagers all practice uh, a different style of, of fighting in order to, if they're going to be a team, they have to function and act and do everything like a team. And you slowly but surely start to see every all of the people like, yeah, this ain't going to work. They're good individually, but they're not going to be that good as a team. You know, Miguel and Sam are still, you know, they're on and off again. You know, Sam, the character, I didn't really talk about Sam that much because Sam's character arc really didn't start until towards the end of the series. She's, she's caught she's caught up so much in the moment of rather than being Cobra Kai, I mean Miyagi-Do's best student and losing to Tori in the All Valley, she kind of struggles with herself, like who am I really? And then you know, so she kind of pushes everybody away to kind of find herself. She needs to fix herself, you know, the same old bullshit and things like that. So she breaks up with Miguel, and I found that very heartbreaking because Miguel was trying to make up with her, you know, for not being there during her fight with Tori because he, he was, you know, he had left to Mexico and things like that. But he did all that, and, you know, Tori kind of felt, I mean, not Tori, but Sam kind of felt that, you know, this, this ain't working no more. So they go on a break and things like that. And there's this tender moment where they're having a party, at uh, at Johnny's apartment, you know, all the kids are there, and these random girls come up, and Sam catches Miguel with another girl, but instead of confronting him, she goes outside, and then when she goes outside, she runs into Tori, and it, that's where Tori reveals, like, yeah, this, the, the fight was fixed, you won, not me, 
and that's such a great moment for Tori's character and Sam kind of flips out and everything like that but then that's when all the kids realize that Cobra Kai had been manipulating everything uh, since the all ever since the all valley tournament they turn us against each other so we look weak and they make everybody else pity each other so they make Cobra Kai look stronger in episode in season four there was a young kid that um there was a kid that um there was a kid that um uh that was new to the town and he was getting bullied and ironically he was getting bullied by Daniel Russo's son and his name is Kenny and Robbie kind of takes him under his wing and lets him join Cobra Kai but Kenny becomes manipulated in a way that, you know, all right, if if Robbie's not going to be the lead dog, I'm going to be the lead dog. So he doesn't. So then, when we get to season five, the roles are reversed. Instead of Kenny being the prey and Daniel's son being the uh, the bully, Kenny's now the bully, and Daniel's son—I can't remember his name. Um. Yeah, it, I don't remember, but, but anyway, um. Yeah, so now Daniel's son is the prey, and Kenny's now the bully. So the roles reverse. So this is a great character arc for Kenny as well. Kenny was the bull. Kenny was the, the, the kid getting picked on. Then he becomes the bully, and then in season five, he slowly starts to become what they wanted Robbie to become, the, the alpha dog, of Cobra Kai. And even though Tori won the championship, she's still kind of struggling with herself. So. I said earlier that Cobra Kai was expanding. The way they expanded, rather than opening Cobra Kai, they took over, you know, dojos and things like that. So they come across another dojo where they meet the character of Devin. Devin was actually on the Miyagi-Do team in season four. She was one of the girls, and she kind of went under Johnny's wing and things like that. And she kind of fully, she kind of develops a, her own character arc in this one. She didn't want to join Cobra Kai but she didn't want to stop you know doing self-defense and things like that and so when she takes over so when she joins Cobra Kai she starts to develop this bond with Tori and I thought that that dynamic was really kind of special because Tori started to notice that Devin is going down the same path that she did when she first joined Cobra Kai and it's like it starts off fun it starts off you know you feel like you're you, you're destined for great things, but then once those great things are are attained, you realize that you know you're being manipulated in a way. So don't go down this path. So while Terry Silver and Cobra Kai are slowly taking over the valley, Terry has also brought over people from South Korea and Japan, you know, to teach to teach the same martial arts that he knows and things like that. So you know he's basically recruit. He's basically brought over an army from you know, overseas and things like that. And it's slowly looking like Cobra Kai is going to take over. When we get to the last three episodes of season six, of season five, um, you know, it's about to go down. So this, this tournament, um, this, uh, <clears throat> this worldwide tournament is called, I think it's called the Sakai Tekai or something like that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I butchered the name. 
the officials from that tournament come to Cobra Kai, but they realize there's another dojo, and Miyagi-Do has been reformed. So they said, we'll have a face-off. Instructions, the uh, fighting styles, and then actual combat. And they tie. And Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do, they tie, you know, uh, combat training, you know, teachings and things like that. It's an even tie, but they want both they want both dojos in the tournament. So you think it's going to be this happy ever after. And I thought, that, all right, we're going to end the season ends of this note. But but uh, the, final episode, the final two episodes, you know, don't end on a cliffhanger. They end pretty much open-ended. So in episode nine, uh, Johnny, Chosen, and Daniel are out partying with the ladies and things like that. The ladies go home. The guys get on the party bus and they're just partying for the rest of the night. Then come to find out they're kidnapped by somebody. But you don't know who it is. You don't know who it is. You just know that the limo and the party bus that they're in starts kind of you know, rolling back and forth and things like that. Then the kids, you know, you got all the kids from Miyagi-Do with the help of Tori are infiltrating Cobra Kai and uh, they, you know, they figure out a way to kind of, they figure out that they figure out that uh, Silver had paid somebody, uh, had paid the Stingray character. He came back and he was assaulted by Terry Silver at the end of season four. And Silver put the assault on John Kreese. And Kreese was the one who went to jail for it. However, they find they get from Stingray that it was all a setup. And Kreese is sitting in jail wrongfully and it was actually silver that assaulted him so not only do they get the footage from the dojo of silver attacking stingray but they also got footage of stingray of silver attacking daniel and all this other stuff and then they also get the footage of silver telling tori like yes i did buy off the referees i'm gonna buy everything off to get Cobra kind of chance that he needs and everything like that we gotta be able to spread the word and so they got the incriminating stuff and then right as they're about to walk out the door all of the Cobra Kai kids show up and it's another like at the end of season two when the kids are fighting at the school the kids are back fighting again at the dojo and it's a great moment so episode 10 ends with Johnny so in episode 10 Johnny Chosen and Matt Barnes who it turns out that Matt Barnes was the one who took the limo was going to attack everybody he, you know, he's pissed off that ever since Daniel came back into his life, his his life kind of went, his life kind of went to shit. You know, because furniture place burned down, wife kind of moved out, and things like that. So they they get this plan that Johnny, Matt Barnes, and Chosen are going to go to Silver's house and attack him. Daniel doesn't want to do that. Daniel wants to. Daniel realizes that the kids at Daniel gets picked up by Stingray and says, hey, your kids might be in danger because they're at Cobra Kai finding the stuff about Terry. So we have two fights going on here. We have the fight with the kids at the Cobra Kai dojo, but then we have Chosen, uh, Johnny, and Matt Barnes fighting Terry Silver and the senseis he brought from, uh, from, from Japan fighting in uh, Silver's house. And it's this moment where they leave you hanging like, Chosen gets cut up, 
you know, by Silver, and then Johnny's beaten to a pulp, and Matt Barnes is knocked out, and you think they're going to die. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to kill off some people in this show. But uh, then, you know, Johnny gets this second win because he gets knocked to the ground, and the ultrasound from Carmen that he got from Carmen about, yeah, she's expecting, he's looking at it, and then all of a sudden the, the old school... The, the song from season one kicks in and he gets up and kind of goes into this all fury mode and kicks all their ass and it was kind of cool to see that and I was like damn he went into to rage mode and went off on them so Silver goes to the dojo to try to stop the kids but Daniel's already there <clears throat> so Daniel's there and now everybody kind of circles around them and it's this great fight between Silver and Daniel and it harkens back to some of the scenes in um, The Karate Kid Part 3 where you can slowly see Silver manipulating Daniel and Daniel using those lessons he learned from Silver to kick Silver's ass the way he did and uh, that was kind of a cool moment and then of course the series ends with Silver going to jail and you think it's this kind of moment you know Sam and Miguel get back together, Tori and Robbie get back together, and everybody's kind of like, all right, you know, you think, it, you know, you see Silver kind of being taken away in handcuffs and things like that, and they mention everything. So then the series ends with, um, with Johnny and Daniel kind of looking at each other like he goes, yeah, maybe he, maybe he could share a, a, uh, a jail cell with Crease, and then the, one of the the cops that are there looks up and says, you mean John Cruz, the the Vietnam karate master? He's like, yeah. He goes, you didn't hear? He goes, what? Cruz is dead. He's like, what the fuck? So then it cuts to a scene while Cruz is in jail. Cruz gets shivved, you know, gets fucking gutted during a, a, a brawl in the cafeteria. But when the medical examiner is like checking him out and everything, he escapes. So the series, the season five ends with John Kreese dressed up like a doctor walking out of the prison, and it's like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> this guy doesn't want to die, but that's so the character of John Kreese. He didn't die in Vietnam. He didn't die when he lost, uh, you know, he when he got his ass kicked by Mr. Miyagi at the beginning of episode, at the beginning of part two in the movie, and. He didn't lose anything in all three of those Karate Kid movies, but, you know, the guy can't die. Even, you know, he gets his ass kicked in season two and three of uh, Cobra Kai, but he walks out of the office, got that smirk on his face, like, yeah, this is going to work. Like, yeah, I, the fact that Johnny and, uh, you know, they, they flash back to the scenes with Johnny and Daniel talking to him. They said... Okay, cool. We'll make you a deal. Tell us what Silver's plan is, and then we'll we'll get you out of here at a certain time. But they lied to him because there was no uh, lawyer, special lawyer that he could have used. It was a it was a false number. Daniel gave him this piece of paper that had the number on it, and it said no surrender. And I was like, oh shit! So they manipulated Crease. So at the end of the final episode is after the. After the meeting with Johnny and Daniel, Chris slowly started to begin how to get out of there. And one time he's talking to the guidance counselor. He reaches over and takes her badge to, to escape. And once they faked his death and he's in the medical coroners, he, you know, 
kicks the doctor's ass and takes his outfit and walks out the door. And that's how the series ends, with Kreese leaving prison. You know, but at the same time, everybody thinks he's dead. So it's like, oh, shit. Cobra Kai, season five was a little bit, it kind of, it get, you, you forget that this is kind of like a kid's show, you know, about these kids in the valley learning self-defense, you know, from episodes, from series, from season one to about season three, that's what basically was about. Now, season four and five, it got a little bit more heavy-handed because they were, it you know, it was getting more and more, a little bit more mature rather than just being like a, you know, kind of like a teen drama. It became more of like a, almost like an action drama and things like that. Um, I like the introduction of, uh, I like the fact that a lot of these characters had their own story arcs in season five. Like everybody kind of had a story arc and things like that. And I like the fact that they do kind of leave you hanging for another one. And I'm not sure if they're actually going to do another one, but uh, I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this series all of, all the way through. Season three felt a little shaky at times, but season four kind of picked it back up. Season five really kind of lived up to the hype. And um, I just liked where it was going, and I liked how they they still, rather than let, they used a lot of the characters from the other, from the movies and things like that, to kind of carry the story through, and then the story is told through the teenager's eyes, and the progression that these characters make is really cool. Um, but yeah, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode, guys. If you liked the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets. Um, the Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, let me guys know what you guys thought about Cobra Kai. Have you watched it? How are you keeping up with it? Do you like the series so far? Do you think there's going to be a six? Whatever the case may be. The Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter. Be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. This episode was actually supposed to drop uh, yesterday, but time kind of got away from us. We've been catching up. I've been catching up on some movies and things like that. So as the weeks, as the days keep coming, we will try to get more episodes on a daily basis. So we missed yesterday. We're dropping one today. We'll probably drop another one either today or first thing in the morning to kind of cover it. And then next week we'll probably, and then probably tomorrow, Monday, we'll get on the same track and go back to having a uh, an episode per day. Uh, with the schedule starting to open up a little bit more, we do have the content and do have the stuff to keep up that we can actually uh we can actually put out an episode per day. Um, I think Thursdays will probably be the She-Hulk episode. Tuesday will probably be the NFL recap episode. And then, like I said, I'm trying to expand the expand the uh, podcast in the best way that I can with more content, more stuff coming out, and the more stuff that I do, you know, whatever the case may be, just put it out there in a way that is also going to be entertaining and enjoyment so if you like any of the episodes that i've been doing stay on the lookout for those um i know i know star wars andor is coming out but i don't know when but i don't know if i'm going to do that episode i don't know if i'm going to do that episodically because that's the main issue that i have then of course we have a bunch of movies coming out uh, at the end of september going into october and then if you heard my last episode october will probably be mostly be 
uh, horror movies and things like that. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it. Be sure to embrace your inner madness.